Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 42 Shaking Up the Pure Hearts Katie laid a pillow on the cot she had just made for herself. She glanced around the office. It never occurred to her. The compound would be so full she would not have any place to sleep. She amended her thoughts. Her privacy would be limited to wherever Zack and Cluxy decided to sleep. She hoped it wasn't in the same room. The two of them could wake up the dead with their snoring. They were both at the plantation home, gathering up their things. She was surprised when they didn't complain about the new sleeping arrangements. As far as she was concerned, Candy and Jackson could have the plantation home. She would sleep someplace else. If Jackson went to such lengths to make sure she didn't come around, then he would get his wish. Her stomach rumbled. She tried to think of the last time she ate. Realizing it was early this morning, she decided to visit the mess hall. Approaching the hall, she wasn't in the frame of mind to try and make small talk with any of the pure hearts or seekers she knew. Projecting herself not present, she opened the doors. The room was filled with people she had never seen before. She gazed around the room slowly. She finally found a few familiar faces from the pure hearts that used to live in her old house. Walking towards the back of the food line, she was glad to see it was not very long. She grabbed a tray and some food. She slowly walked into the full dining hall. Seeing an empty spot near the pure heart she recognized, she sat down, continuing her projection. I'm so glad we don't have to eat with those filthy seekers, one of the pure hearts said. Katie immediately looked up, staring at the pure heart in surprise. Yeah, the great white losers insist on us being friends, another pure heart chimed in. Man, I can't wait till we're in battle. I'm going to take out a couple of those filthy animals, the first pure heart who spoke said. Then we'll see how friendly we can all be. Katie's emotions were already boiling before she walked into the room. She could feel the heat take possession of her body. Ain't that right, Kathy? A pure heart at her table yelled across the room. One of the girls that used to live with Lizzie stood up and smiled. What's right? She asked, giving the pure heart at Katie's table a flirtatious smile. We're going to take care of those seekers right and proper come full moon. The pure heart yelled across the room. The entire mess hall applauded. Katie's emotions went into overdrive as heat completely consumed her, reaching out with her mind. She made every table fly up, dumping food on unsuspecting pure hearts. She grabbed a girl named Kathy and tied her up with cords, flinging her against the wall five feet above the ground. She went after the pure hearts at her table, knocking them in every direction with her mind. 
Their pure hearts changed into animal form, but could not see the foe attacking them. Some tried to run out of the mess hall. Katie reached out and threw chains around the door handles. No one was going to leave. She changed into animal form and closed down her projection. She attacked everyone in the room. She was surprised how slow the pure hearts were moving from one end of the room to the next. She paused in front of them. More than 60 pure hearts cowered before her, turning into human form. I want everyone here now! She screamed with her mind as well as her voice. Everyone in the compound, come to the mess hall now! Reaching out with her mind, the chains fell from the door and disappeared. She looked directly at the pure heart that called her and David a great white loser. He was looking at her, terrified. Reaching out, she grabbed him with cords and forced him to come to her. When he came even with her, how dare you disrespect your leaders? She flung him against the wall next to Kathy. The seekers busted through the door. Seeing her, they immediately stood at attention. Justin and the older Pierhearts came running in right after. Jumping in line with the seekers, they immediately stood at attention. The rest of the Pierhearts came running in, following the others' examples. Katie eyed everyone, the heat still simmering close to the surface. She gave the two pure hearts on the wall one small glance, and they fell to the earth. I don't know what the hell is going on here, but let me assure you, it's going to stop now. She spoke with her thoughts as well as her voice, making sure they could all hear. It seems to me the newborn pure hearts do not understand what is at stake here. So I'm going to let you in on a few details you obviously do not know. She looked around the room. All eyes rested on her. In less than two weeks, an army of wolves, malice, and enticers are going to descend on us. Their intention is to kill every soul in this compound, as well as the entire town of Lexus. Do you understand what is at stake? We have been trying to teach you basic skills so that you have a chance to survive. She looked at the newborn pure hearts. What do you choose to do? You choose to cause hate, contention, and malice towards each other instead of the evil that is out there. She looked around the room, finding the pure hearts that used to live with Lizzie intermingled with the seekers. Pointing to each of them, she made them come forward with her mind. I thought by getting you away from Lizzie, I could convince you the road you were choosing to take was the wrong one. Instead, I find out that you are secretly giving the traitor the information that will get a lot of these people in this room killed. Lizzie Hawk is a traitor. I have evidence that she not only has tried to kill me and the Great White Tiger on multiple occasions, but she sent those wolves out to kill Sandy. Katie reached down and got into Kathy's face. Those wolves ripped Sandy apart into so many pieces, there wasn't much left to send home to her family. She pointed a finger at the five pure hearts. You 
are aligned with a cold-blooded killer who is willing to kill one of you to protect herself. She started pacing back and forth between the five pure hearts. We know she has been asking you questions and you have been readily doing her bidding. She faced them. That makes all of you an accomplice. That makes every one of you a traitor. And if one single person dies because of the information you handed over, that makes you a malice. She paused in front of them. Now what am I going to do with you? Trying to assimilate you is not working. She turned and stared at them. If I were the other side, I would kill you to set an example. She turned to the seekers. Isn't that what they would do? They would have been tortured and killed long before now. One of the seekers said, I want you out of this compound. She turned to the seekers. What are their chances of survival? It would be more humane to kill them than send them out on their own. The seeker who spoke before said, I'm going to give you a chance to stay here or go. She pointed to the door. Any pure heart who thinks they are better off without the white tiger as a leader can leave right now. She looked at each of them. No one moved. I will not tolerate any disrespect to your leaders. And if I hear the term great white loser again, that person will be dead. She turned to the pure heart, who was still leaning against the wall. His face turned white as her eyes rested on him. She looked back towards the crowd. Things are going to change around here. I think you pure hearts have had it way too easy. She looked around the room. Those pure hearts who lived in my old home, I want you front and center. She waited patiently as over 15 pure hearts came forward. She turned to the one leaning against the wall. I believe you're part of this group. The guy quickly got up and stood with his comrades. Katie turned to Justin. I want you to take this group to live with the other seekers. Justin raised his eyebrows before giving her a quick nod. She looked over the rest of the group. The rest of you pure hearts are going to be divided into groups of 15. So if you have a good friend, I suggest you move by them. She waited patiently till she could see the different groups form. She turned to the seekers. I want you to divide yourselves evenly with each group. She waited patiently until the seekers assembled themselves in the groups. She nodded in satisfaction when she could see there were four or five seekers to every group. She glanced over at the older pure hearts who she had grown to know after the pure heart attack. She directed them to stand in front of the seekers. This is your new reality, people. She looked out over the different groups. She heard the mess hall door open. Turning, she saw Zach and Cluxy hurrying in, turning back around to face the different groups. You're going to eat, sleep, learn, and fight with the group you are now in, she gestured forward. The Seekers are in charge. What they say goes. If the Seeker has a problem, they will go to the pure heart standing in front of the group. If that pure heart cannot solve the problem, they will come to the white bear, wolf, or tiger. She gave the older pure hearts in front a glance, who in turn grinned. Katie gestured in front of her. Seekers, you are responsible for making sure this sorry bunch of pure hearts turn into a fighting force we can be proud of. The seekers jumped to attention. 
saluting with their fist against their left chest. The Seekers have been pulling double duty. They have been trying to teach you sorry people how to fight. And they have been guarding various places, trying to keep you ungrateful slobs protected from harm. She looked out over the crowd. Seekers will no longer protect this compound. It is now the pure heart's duty to make sure this compound is safe. The compound is to be watched 24-7. And let me assure you, there will be cheap shots against this place the closer we get to the full moon. If you don't already know, the guards will be the first to die. So I suggest you keep a tight vigil. Katie put her hands on her hips. Now get out of my sight. She watched the room slowly clear. What do we do? Katie turned to the timid voice, finding the five traitors still standing where she left them. I have no idea. Why don't you just kick them out of the compound, Cluxy suggested. Because the Seekers say it would be more humane to kill them than send them out on their own. Zack folded his arms. Why don't we just give them back to Lizzie? Because they are of no use to Lizzie anymore, and it will probably be another death sentence. We can't have them hanging around us, Zack pointed out. They probably are still feeding the traitor information as we speak. We didn't know. One of the girls spoke up. Her face turned red as all eyes rested on her. Katie folded her arms. You didn't know what? We didn't know Lizzie was a traitor. Another girl spoke up. Katie shook her head. So, when she asked you how many seekers there were and how many pure hearts were showing up, what did you think she was going to use that information for? The girl's eyes filled up with tears. I just didn't know it was that important. Did you think she was buying Christmas presents? Zack yelled at them. I would give my eye teeth to know how many forces we'll be up against. Katie reached out and grabbed Zack. Maybe we can use them to give Lizzie false information. She said with her thoughts, You know, lead them somewhere we would like them to go. Zack's eyes lit up. Yeah, we can do that, he said with his thoughts. Katie turned back to the girls. Look, I can't put you in a unit until you prove to me you're worthy. So you guys need to sleep wherever you can, learn to fight whatever you can, and know that we are watching the situation. If we get wind of Lizzie learning anything new, we know you guys haven't changed. You will then be thrown out of this compound. She gave them all a careful look. You do know what's out there, so it's not like you haven't been warned. If we need you for something, Zack said, we'll come looking for you. Katie watched the five cheerful girls leave the room. Wow, who made the huge mess? Cluxy said, his hands on his hips. Katie felt the heat rise from her neck and enter her cheeks. I did. Cluxy pointed behind Katie. How did you get the tables to stack on each other like that? Katie looked behind her. All the tables and chairs were against one wall and stacked in a haphazard way. I don't know. While I was beating up the pure hearts, I just thought it would be a lot easier if the tables and chairs were out of the way, and I whisked them there. Zack gave her an assessing look. You move them with your mind? She shrugged. I projected an image. Are you projecting now? Cluxy asked. No. Zack folded his arms, watching her closely. Why are the tables still stacked on top of each other? Katie frowned. 
looking at the stack of tables. Why don't you try and bring them back down? Zack said, cautiously eyeing her closely. Katie raised her eyebrows. Reaching out with her mind, the tables flew back to their original places around the room. Zack started chuckling. That's our Katie, always learning something new. I've got to learn how to do that, Cluxy said. Katie smiled in wonder. It's no longer a projection? Katie lay down on her cot, exhausted. She had spent the last two hours helping the kitchen crew clean up the huge mess in the dining hall. She had been surprised to learn that most of the workers were parents of pure hearts and seekers. This assured privacy, as well as a way for parents to keep tabs on their child. The ingenuity of Jack Price amazed her. It never occurred to her to use concerned family members of where animals to become employees of the compound. She closed her eyes, trying to relax, her emotions still in an uproar over the day's events. Katie, are you okay? Katie opened her eyes as she heard the faint call in her mind. Who is this? Tyler. For the first time in hours, she felt pleasure ripple through her emotions. Tyler, I'm so glad to hear from you. I felt your emotions earlier. They were really intense. I was worried. Are you okay? Katie rubbed her eyes, exhaustion settling into her aching body. No, but I don't know what to do about it. Is everyone else okay? Tyler asked, concern evident in his thoughts. Yes, I've been thinking of coming home. Katie opened her eyes wide. Really? Yeah. Tyler waited a few minutes. I wanted to check to see if it was okay. You know, Jackson. The name hung in the air. Cold anger returned to Katie's chest. Jackson has decided he doesn't want anything to do with me. As far as I'm concerned, you are welcome. Did you argue with him? Katie could tell Tyler could feel her anger and was trying to figure out what she was not telling him. No, Tyler. No fight. Just his cold-blooded decision. He thinks he knows what's best. She rubbed her forehead. We're preparing for a huge battle on the full moon. The town of Lexus is at stake, along with every one of us. There was another long pause as Tyler digested this information. Do you need any help? We need every man, so you're welcome to stand with us. No, I didn't mean just me. I mean the were animals that live here in California. They could come down and help with the battle. Katie sat up in bed in excitement. How many are there willing to help us? There are over 50 were animals here who have traveled to various places. They help tribes who are fighting the evil out there. I know they would have no problem coming to Tennessee to help you out. Katie almost jumped out of the bed to go find Zach. You tell them we would love to have them. Tyler chuckled. It's going to be nice to come home. I guess the saying is true. There's no place like home. Come as soon as you can, Tyler. I can't wait to see you. She felt a sudden rush of emotion she knew was not hers. I'd love to see you too, Katie. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. 
If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.